Blog Talk Radio. Join us, everybody, live and jump into the conversation by calling us anytime at 347-215-8305 throughout our entire show. You know, have you ever felt like trying your hardest and no matter what, it is still not appreciated? You're trying to do whatever you can possibly do, and it's just not appreciated, you know? Today we are discussing this very thing, darling. That's right. And, you know, for an example, like um, I have a good friend of mine, and she has a good job. She, well, it's a pretty good job. It's an insurance company. I won't name any names in Seattle here. And she's constantly complaining that all the hard work that she puts out is never really appreciated or, you know, reciprocated by her, you know, her coworkers or her boss never recognizes it, but he, he always puts other people in front of her and talks about all of their different accomplishments and stuff. So she's pretty much upset quite a bit of the time with her job. And, you know, today we're just kind of opening the floodgates and talking about different things on just being underappreciated or you're trying your best and it just isn't good enough. And that's one way, you know, honey, have you ever been in that kind of a position or know anybody that's done that? No question, baby. And I think a lot of the times when you talk about bosses, we have to mm-hmm. understand that, uh, unfortunately, they are in that whole working system. So their focus mm-hmm. is on the bottom line, and they don't take – uh, you as a as a person, they look at you more as a number. So we can't take uh, all of that personally, you know. And at the same time, they have they have their favorites and different things like that. So we have to focus on the fact that it, it's not so much about uh, getting the praise for it. It's about you knowing that you did your job, you got it done the best that you could do, and not really worrying about if you get praise or if you don't get praise, because ultimately it's going to run hand in hand. At some point, you will get recognized for what it is that you're doing. That's true, and honey, I have to play the devil's advocate right now, and I have to say that everybody in life, and um, I think a lot of you will agree with me, and I see the phone lines lighten up, will agree that you want to feel appreciated and you want to feel good about what you do. And it's kind of the same thing like with sports, for an example. The players get an adulation when they hear the crowd scream because they've done something good or they have an opportunity to run down the court and score a point or hit a basket or something. And then it's, you know, it's kind of a deadening sound in there and it's kind of booze if, if that's not what's happening. It's kind of that same way in the way people feel about self-esteem. So I kind of can understand what she's saying, honey, as far as I'm not getting appreciated. On top of that, with appreciation and with recognition at the job site, for example, you can get a raise or you can get promoted to different jobs. There's so many different things that come with it. So I think that's kind of where a lot of people, you know, really want to be recognized for what they're doing. What do you think about that, babe? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that a lot of it stems from the fact that you Mm -hmm. can move up that quote-unquote corporate ladder. And when you relate it to, like, sports, 
Um, sometimes you even see players who don't feel that they're appreciated. They'll ask to even get traded to, so that they can go to a different situation, maybe where their talents are more appreciated, or maybe they weren't getting along with their teammates, you know, what you can call your coworkers or different things like that. So, uh, you know, I agree with you. There are a lot of perks that, that come with your boss recognizing what it is that you're doing at the same time, baby. That's right, honey, and I have, a, I have a question for you. What would you suggest she do? I'm sure she's tuning in. I don't see her number up there, but I know she's tuning in, listening somewhere. What would you suggest she do in that type of situation, you being in a high um, corporate field uh, most of your career? What, what would you say she should do about that? I really think that you focus on your work and let your work speak for itself. Okay. I think that if you go up and beyond, you, you focus on, okay, these are the things that I need to get done this week, A, B, C, mm -hmm. D. You focus on getting those things done. Usually when you put the focus in like that, they get done ahead of time. That's going to allow you time to do other things that are going to be like, say, for instance, you kind of uh, equate it to school. You'll be able to do extra credit. And now all of a sudden the teacher, which is your boss now, is going to be looking at you and say, wow, this person goes up and beyond. Yeah, they did their work, and they're making it easy for me because they're doing other things that help this ship run in a real, real organized and efficient manner. So if you can do extra stuff, fantastic. At the same time, if you just do your work and it is so, so good and perfect, you don't have to really do anything extra. You can just sit back and relax, and that can be the time that you use to rejuvenate your battery so that you are able to continue this pattern on. So that's, uh, right. that's what I wanna, I'm that's sorry. true, honey, and I want to definitely let everybody know, and we're going to talk about it a little later in the show, that perfect is almost impossible to achieve. So when my husband says perfect, he just means do your best you can possibly do um, out there at your job and don't really worry about the rest. It'll take care of itself. There's a lot of times when things are overlooked and you just have to keep on striving. Um, and another thing that happens as well, too, is sometimes we're over-expectant. Maybe we're expecting more praise than we're getting, or maybe we're expecting more appreciation than is due. You never know. All situations are different. But personally, I like to let people know that I appreciate and think that, you know, the job they're doing is exemplary. Even if it's not on the level which I personally might want or expect, I still like to encourage. So I think that that's one thing that I can say about our relationship, honey, is that we're constantly doing that with each other. And, you know, if you're constantly encouraging someone, all they can do is, you know, go up from there. I agree with that, baby, because encouragement, regardless if, even sometimes if you're if you're the boss, you can use it in a positive way because, okay, it might not be, like my wife said, perfect, but it, you've done a good job, you've done a decent job, and that encouragement can lead the person to do bigger and better things. So encouragement is definitely a big one, babe. What about um, fixing something for others? and they still don't like it, and you've worked all day on it, babe. What about that one? Yeah, I, I, would, I can't even say it enough. That That is one of Later in the show we're going to talk about some things that is pet peeves of ours, but I will definitely say that that is one of the most annoying things. If someone is asked to do something and they try and help you and they try and fix it and it's not fixed in the way you think. Say, for instance, a chair is broken and they glue it, and then there's glue all around the outside of the area that they fixed. And if you get mad and you say, oh, no, now it looks terrible, it's even worse than it was, well, that's very discouraging and it's, it's not very appreciative. So 
in using that example, I would say that that is one thing that a lot of people run into, and they don't. The people that um, actually are saying that it's not right, it's not meaning to be harmful, but they just figure, oh, they have expectations of it being one way, and when it comes back, it's not. So try to be patient. You know, I would I definitely offer everybody a little tip and try to be patient and understand. And I've learned that in my relationship with my husband is just, you know, slowing down, breathing for a minute, and figuring out the fact that. It can, you know, whatever is done can be redone again, and maybe we take the chair apart now if it's able to be unglued and re-glue it or trim the extra glue around it away. Yeah, baby, I I, I totally agree with you, and I can relate this to a, a lot of families probably because, for instance, if the wife is at home and the husband is working and, you know, she spends all day cleaning the house, making sure all the laundry is done, making sure the kids go to school, all of that, and then maybe dinner is, you know, running two minutes late and the husband comes home and he's not thinking about all of that, and then he's just like, you know, dinner isn't done. And that could really, really rub somebody uh, the wrong way because, you know, I've, I've been working all day. Yeah, maybe I didn't get it all the way finished, but I did my best, not only for you but for our family at the same time. So these are the things that, you know, uh, a lot of these situations uh, are, are life situations, but a lot of them, as life does, relates to the family at the same time. That's right. I got one for you, honey. It's It's this. Supposing you're going out, or you're not going out, but someone's going out with their date, and the person goes up and gets dressed, and they're all fancy, and they got on like a burgundy dress and some nice shoes, and they come down, and the person that they're going out with isn't happy with their choice. What? How should a person deal with that? How should a female deal with that? Because that's one thing that we take very personally is if we are trying our best to look a certain way or be a certain way, and our mate or our friend or our date is not, you know, they're not, showing us that they appreciate what we're doing. I, I really think on that one, baby, that's a big one because I think that that's something that people deal with a lot. But you, you got to understand as the person coming down those stairs, you can't please everyone. But first and foremost, what I would say is be comfortable with you. And if you're comfortable in what you have on, obviously you want to please the person that you're with, and hopefully they are pleased because you're comfortable, and then therefore you're portraying that comfort. You're portraying all of the things that these clothes are evidently making you feel then you're just going to have to have a conversation with them because what about the time when you're not liking what they have on but you say you know what they look good and they're comfortable <laughs> in it and I'm, I'm cool with that right that's true I, I would have to say the same thing because the shoe goes on both feet excuse me ladies and gentlemen women can feel that way and so can men and we just suggest that you you know make that person again it's encouragement that we're looking for everybody so encourage them oh well maybe you could wear a different color you know or maybe you should try your other jeans with that or maybe you shouldn't wear a dress at all tonight because we're going to go bowling after dinner that type of thing but that's always a better way to put something than oh i don't like that or oh that color's not right it's very very um demeaning and it hurts people's feelings so Please try not to do that going forward. And then we'll move into, honey, the next one is you. Yes. And, uh, by the way, everybody out there, you can join us anytime by calling in 347-215-8305. But moving right ahead, what about, babe, when uh, you try to be a good role model and yet and still people try to tear you down? Oh, my God. Now, that one, now I'm getting heated up, you guys. Now I'm about to have to get really deep and down. No, I'm just kidding. But no, we, we, me and my husband strive to be good role models every day, and I'm sure everybody out there does, from the average person to the mailman. If you're trying to 
keep a job, do le- you know, be legal, um, be on time to work, don't do the things that you know is not right, and show kids a better way. And someone has the nerve, and I say the nerve, to try and say something negative about you, it's a very, very disappointing, disheartening thing. And we run into that all the time, don't we, Annie? Yes, we do, baby, and I, I will have to say this, and a lot of people call those haters and different things, but it, it usually stems from the fact that there's an inadequacy within that other person because they're feeling that they need to judge you, and instead of you just doing what it is that you do and don't worry about that, do not be deterred from your goal and what it is that you're trying to do because ultimately actions are what speak because a person can say whatever they want but if over time they see you to continue to be that person if you're a grocery store clerk and you just try to give the best service that you possibly can but maybe it is that some of your co-workers say little stuff on the lunch break and all this different stuff you know what just keep being that person because ultimately service like that is what is going to lead you up the ladder and ultimately it's just trying to improve yourself constantly and try to be the best person that you can be that is to me what a good role model is anyway oh most definitely and besides from that everybody you know the old saying god don't like ugly okay and then we'll move right on down to you get a new job to help your roommate out for instance you're living with somebody and you haven't worked in a while, and they're they're carrying the bills and they're saying, okay, now Susie or John, you're going to have to get a job because you're going to have to help, you know, 50%, 50% on these bills. And you get one, and they all they can do is put you down about it because they have a high paying, quote unquote, prestigious job. What do you do in that situation? Well, I would have to say first and foremost, you ignore it and you wait until you get your first paycheck and you're able to go and get money orders for your part of the bills and then you smile as you hand it to them or lay it on the counter and you say, see, it doesn't matter what type of job it is, all jobs pay, I hope, and this one is allowing me to start on the road to getting myself together and to being able to help with the bills and pretty soon if I keep doing a good job here, I can move up, like my husband said, the corporate ladder and before you know it, I might have a job paying more than yours. Yeah, baby, that that is kind of what I, I consider a societal economic power struggle. And mm-hmm. what I say is that you do your best because in a lot of these situations, what we're looking at is people's perception and how they perceive a situation. And if they're looking at you like, oh, I'm higher than you, well, then they've bought into this societal view that, right. hey, you got to be up here and you got to be doing this. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of different ways that you can look at it. And unfortunately, the latter is maybe you need to look for a new roommate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> most definitely but you know we again we encourage encouragement so try to encourage each other and tell your friend or tell your roommate i'm very proud and happy that you have this great paying job maybe i could pay the lower parts of the bills the smaller bills and you pay the higher ones and we keep track and then when i get a job that's paying more Mm -hmm. i can catch up we can switch it around or whatever i can play catch up but there's so many different ways to work through it and what we want to encourage again on this show and doing this show is not discouragement but encouragement and then we'll move right on down to yours, honey. Yes, baby. And what what about the celebrities? Because there are a lot of celebrities out there, and in the public eye, you can get ridiculed and a lot of things said about. You. So what what about when, you know, the the public or the press decides that even though you've done wrong, you, you're still trying to do the best that you can, and you're trying to help people, and all of a sudden they're getting you with cruelty and lies and different things that they get you with as a celebrity. What do you do, babe? Do you just say, that's it, I'm not helping anybody, or where do you go with that one? I would have to say, honey, that I personally don't feel like a celebrity, but um, thank you. I mean, if, if we are, you know, the people out there that call us that, 
that's fine. But I would have to say that what you do is you just try to continue to strive to do better and just keep going forward. And if you have kids, it, like in our case, you know, we have children and they are reading age and, um, you know, it's really hurtful when they read things. But then again, we're kind of um, – we're kind of used to it now because they know the truth, and on top of that, we've heard so many outlandish, silly lies and rumors that we just kind of turn the cheek. But sometimes I'm not going to, you know, sit here and not say that I want to lash out and go to these people that are saying this stuff and ask them, first of all, do you have a life? And second of all, did you think about all the people that you're hurting when you spread these vile, untrue, you know, myths and rumors and stories? But then I, I find myself saying, no, you know, it's really not worth it. All I can do is keep striving to be the best person that I can be, and same with our relationship and our family, right, then? Yeah, I agree with you, baby. I think that a lot of the times you have to take, not even a lot of the mm-hmm. times, I would have to say all, all the time the if you can, obviously, but you take the higher road and you look for something bigger and better that is outside of these little petty situations yeah. that people try to get you in and try to really strive to do the best that it is that you can do. And if you do that at the end of the day, not only will you be happy, but personally, I believe that you'll be successful. Maybe not monetarily, but if that's not your focus, maybe your focus is on the happiness of having a good life. Maybe you like fishing or jogging or whatever it is, and those are the things that you pour into your time as well as your job. And don't too much worry about what the people have to say because everybody's going to have something to say ultimately. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And, you know, the positives in all of this and in this conversation we're having today, you guys, is, and let me let me remind you real quick before I go any further, you can call in and join us live at or you can jump in our chat room and chat with us that way. It's pretty difficult to do the show and chat with your back, but we're going to do our best. So if we don't get back to you right away, hang in there, and we will catch up with you. And, you know, furthermore, staying positive is the main and, and most important key. Wouldn't you say, honey? Yeah, I I agree with you because if you always look at the higher ground, if you look at the positivity in the situation, that's what you're ultimately going to take out of Mm -hmm. it. So just try to stay positive, try to do things that are positive, help people in a positive way, get involved in constructive and positive conversations, and it's going to keep your mind and and your body in a good space and a good mindset. And that's really, I think, what we're trying to get not only from this particular show but all the shows is is trying to find that, that bright side that good thing in life that's right and I mean there's so many different ways that we can look at it we hope we're covering most of your thoughts and concerns and things that you know we wanted to give you examples and ideas and just lay things out and then give you our suggestions and tips on dealing with it and working through it if we missed any we do apologize but mainly the, the main message as well is you know do the very best thing that you can do because that's all you know that it boils down to is you doing your best and know that it is truly good enough no matter what it is not your worry nor your concern to change another person's perception. We also want to, you know, make that very clear because a lot of times we're like, oh, if I could explain to the person, if I could just show them, then they'll be different. No, it has to come from within themselves for them to want to think on a positive level, for them to want to stop spreading hate and negativity, for them to want to stop underappreciating you or not appreciating you enough and so on and so forth. So let them figure that out, and in the meantime, you just keep doing your best. And if that person does their best, before you know it, we'll all be doing good things. And, you know, just live your life to the fullest and don't let any of this bother you. And we will um, we will definitely be here. You can call us, write us anytime you want to, and we can give you our opinions then, huh, honey? 
Yeah, baby. I mean, two things that I would have to mm-hmm. say on on that is learn and continue to improve. And a lot of the time, something that, that I learn is be quiet and open my ears up. And by that, you're going to learn a lot of the things that you that you need to know. But most importantly, I would say focus on what you are doing and do it for the right reasons. And if you're doing it for praise, that may not be the right thing. Do it because this is what you want to do. Then if you get to praise, great. If you don't get to praise, great. But you stay in a positive area within yourself that allows you to keep moving forward, like my wife said, in a positive, positive direction. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, right now we're going to jump right into our hot topics. And we got hot topics today. What are we talking about, baby? Well, today in Hot Topics, we have number one, first and foremost, Mr. Randy Moss, officially a NASCAR team owner. And that is right. I said NASCAR. (laughs) I didn't say football, baseball. I said NASCAR. Go ahead, Randy Moss. That is wonderful for him. We're going to be um, following this story for quite a while. I hear there was some dissension and, and stuff like that and some, some shockness in that in that whole NASCAR family type situation and stuff. But the good thing is he is there, and that was something that he said, I guess, that he had a dream about for a long time and just quietly went and put it together and made it happen. So there again, that kind of ties into our first segment, honey, with going on forward no matter what people say and do. Yes, no question. I mean, Randy mm-hmm. is stepping into NASCAR, and NASCAR mm-hmm. is – something that as African-Americans we haven't been involved in, you know, in a big spectrum of things. And for him to get involved in that I think is awesome. I I really wish him the best. And as far as he he runs very fast, so for him (laughs) to want to have some fast cars, I can understand. I just I wish him the best. I hope his team wins, and I will definitely be rooting. Oh, most definitely. The next one we have, the president is facing a housing crisis. And in that housing crisis, you guys, home foreclosures are expected to keep rising next year. No matter who wins the White House, while neither Democrat Barack Obama nor the Republican John McCain, neither one of them has the power to stop the drop in housing prices, but they both say they have answers. So we're going to have to wait and see, but, you know, the answers do differ in both though. Yeah, you know, in this one, babe, I really think the economy is in trouble right now, but the cost of rent, your cost mm-hmm. of gas and your cost of consumer products, food, all of that type of stuff continues to rise. So the fact that you're not uh. getting paid more but everything continues to rise, I think this is going to be a, a big topic of conversation as these two battle, you know, Democrats versus Republicans for the presidential nomination. It's going to be something that, that really has to be addressed. Wow, that's going to be something. Do you? Do, I just want to ask you, really seriously, do you think he's going to win? I, I really think that Barack Obama is going to going to win. Wow. I, you know, I think that you know his, his campaign, a time for change. Obviously, we have an African American presidential candidate running. We have a first female uh, vice president going to to run, and hopefully they will win. I, I just really think that they do. John McCain, I, I you know, I haven't followed him as much as I follow Barack, but uh, I, I just think that it's time for the Democrats, obviously, to uh, gain the White House again. I don't know if he will, but I truly think that uh, Barack Obama is going to win this one. Wow. Oh, man. And then our next topic is, our next hot topic, I should say, is we are set to marry for our 13th time and next um, we, we will catch you up on all the juicy details next Saturday on our show at 5 o'clock. And that's all I'm going to say right now. I'm not going to give you much more than that. So stay tuned for that one. <laughs> and then we have the Venus, uh, tops her sister 
in Wimbledon. Now, we are talking about the Williams twins. She earns, Venus that is, earns her fifth, and I repeat, fifth Wimbledon title at the expense of her younger sister. Uh, (laughs) You know, know, in this one, baby, it was funny, the story, because they said that Mm -hmm. the mother stayed to watch, but the father left because he could not bear to see his children battle on such a big stage. What do you think about that? Is that crazy? I mean, as as a father, I guess if we had, you know, two that were just the same age and they were, or you know, a year apart or something, <laughs> they were battling like that. I'm, I have to stay. I love them both to death. But uh, either way, I guess mom got to stay and watch. But uh, kudos for Venus. I think that moves her into like fourth place as all-time Wimbledon victories, and uh, that's that's big time stuff. That's big time, and I'm very proud of both of them as well. And on a sadder note, you guys, I don't know if you guys are, like, with me on this, but I love clowns. And Bozo the Clown, he's the famous clown that we all grew up on, at least this generation and stuff. He died, and it's so sad. He's 83 years old, and so now they're going to have to find a new Bozo. And as long as he still wears the big red nose and the hair and all that, I don't think I'll miss him that much. I think yeah, he's really good. Yeah, that was uh, Larry Harmon, I believe, was his name. And uh, looking at his picture, it reminds me a lot of uh, Homie the Clown, but uh, (laughs) it's Bozo the Clown. Dies at 83. God bless. Definitely. And now, you know, it's our long-awaited segment that um, I look forward to every week, and I think everybody else. Do you know what that section is? That would be Beauty and Fashion. (laughs) No, we are going to talk some sports, no question. We are back, and we will be welcoming the Whistle back with us. Whistle, how are you doing on this day after the 4th of July? I am awesome. I've got a few burns and scalds, but uh, other than that, I am okay. Were you playing with fireworks? Um, Actually, I the two I play with had short fuses, and the tip of my fingers are yellow and burnt. Oh, righty. Well, well, have you been watching any tennis? I mean, because, you know, we got Wimbledon. We just talked about the the Williams sisters, but we have Federer number one in the world and Nadal number two in the world going to battle uh, at Wimbledon. This should be interesting because Nadal is 11-6 versus Federer, who has owned the whole world except for this young man, and I believe he is from... um, Spain. I'm He's a Spaniard. There you go. So who do you got in that one, Federer or Nadal? I am going with Nadal in this one, and here's why, people. Uh, every once in a while uh, during your your stage and your, your reign as being great in your particular uh, uh, genre and this being uh, tennis, you always meet an arch nemesis, and for some reason he gets under your skin. He possesses the type of offsetting uh, uh, talents that kind of nullify and, and, and kind of defuse yours. And I think that Roger Federer has met his match in this his player. Now, again, that's not saying uh, mentally uh, and physically, obviously he has the skills to to be the uh, where he's been the top player in the world, and arguably in history. But, uh, again, there's another challenge. If you can somehow mentally muster the strength to uh, to use your physical talent and to figure out how to beat a a very very uh, a, a, a competitive adversary. Well, you know, well the whistle goes with Nadal, and uh, I'm gonna go with Federer on this one. I, I just I, I have an inking suspicion. I, I watched Nadal yesterday defeat a guy, 
And uh, I think he, he was from Switzerland. No, he wasn't from Switzerland. He was from, golly, England. No, he wasn't from England. I can't remember where he was from, but he, he defeated him convincingly. But the only thing, Wizzle, that worried me about Nadal is I saw him kind of shaking his knee a little bit. And maybe he's trying to play that up for Federer, and he comes in and he just shellacks him. But I've seen two commentators today, and they were like you and I. One went with Nadal, and the other went with Federer. So everybody stay tuned. We'll see if, if the Wizzle comes out on top on this one. I will jump into uh, the world of the NBA quickly, and we'll have to give David Stern a bit of kudos. He hires an ex-Army general wizard to oversee the referee situation. Uh, what do you think about that one? Well, it's a good PR move. Um, obviously, it was done uh, to uh, take him away from uh, the press, if you will. Um, I would hire someone, too to address the press, uh, take the mic, and to muster all of the, the the questions that the public has now about the, the scandal and obviously the future and the, and the, the, uh, the, the, the questionable uh, tactics that some of the refs make and, and some of the calls that are going down in the, the, the NBA, so especially uh, the future and the, the Hall of Famer calls or the, the superstar calls, the phantom calls, so to speak. So um, it's going to be interesting, but I think it was definitely a PR move, and I think it was something that was done to keep him from uh, behind the, the podium and making mistakes. So the, the word general is, is just that. I mean, he may have been a general, but it's more to let people know. Because you see the word general, and you think somebody who's in charge and in control, and that's kind of what you mean by PR. Yeah, well, definitely. But if you look at general and you want to uh, uh, associate that with being in the charge, General Electric isn't in charge of <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, it's, a, it's another uh, thing to to did you kind of got to read between the lines and figure out that has Stern been twisting his words and and maybe saying things that the press can play with and 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 all those things that that they take bites out of and, and the common people uh, or even the players, the employees of his league, uh, make something can be taken out of context. So this is a very, very touchy uh, subject and, and nothing can be taken out of context. And I don't think that he wants to have his uh, credibility as a commissioner and uh, uh, put on the line. You know, I haven't even touched your subject for you, Wizzle, and that is the Sonics are gone. Sad to say, the day has come. No more Seattle Supersonics in the in the Emerald City. They are now Oklahoma, whatever they are. I mean, come on, what's going on here? Um, you know, again, there's a, a bunch of areas that you could probe at in this one. First and foremost, uh, uh, Howard Schultz, if you are listening out there, I am a big fan of a, a couple of your products as far as going in in the morning and getting my fix, but uh, I really blame a lot of this on you. Um, I think that all you had to do was take care of the arena um, Starbucks Arena wouldn't have been a, a feature in the city. And I just really, really think it's a shame that uh, not only the kids, but Dougie and Shani won't be able to uh, grow up and have a, a team that's competing nationally uh, for the ranks to be the best basketball team and, and to have some pride and to have another team to grow with. I mean, it's, it's basically like a soap opera that we don't get and we won't uh, uh, be able to take a, advantage of. So it's it's sad. So. Uh, by Sonics, and but we do keep the name, but uh, by a professional basketball team. No question. So, do you think that 
the NBA will grant a new franchise to our city, or does the NBA prove a point and say no arena support, no team? Well, that's a two-part question. Um, first and foremost, is it going to be during David Stern's lifetime? Uh, you look at it as it's something like we gave you guys a chance and, and maybe you screwed it up. Because I do think that this is a first-class city in terms of uh, having a, an NBA arena and having an NBA team, but at the same time, uh, traveling around a bit and, and going to other venues, you realize that our 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 arena isn't – NBA competitive as far as parking and, and having all those things enclosed and you got to walk too far and it rains here so uh, you're walking in the rain to get there and all these type of things uh, in the other arenas around the country it's a lot easier it's a lot accessible and uh, I just think there's a lot of things that David Stern wasn't in favor of well I think ultimately the fact that they let Seattle keep the name of Sonics really lends to the fact that uh, this is a chance for the NBA to expand. So, hey, we got a team in Oklahoma. Give us a couple years maybe, maybe not even a couple years. Like you said, it may be way after that, and Commissioner Stern is gone, and there's somebody else who grants the Seattle Supersonics. And, and the fact that we can keep the name, I think, is, is really, really tremendous. But uh, no team right now in Seattle, so those November evenings, you're going to have to go watch a movie instead of checking out a basketball game. So uh, pick up the paper and check it out. Team USA, Wizzle, do they have enough inside? We got Bosch, Howard, and Boozer, but uh, I, no Stoudemire, no power with the exception of Howard in the middle. How, how do you look at, uh, at our chances at a gold medal uh, with no real, real inside presence, if you want to say? Well, I think that the inside presence is, is definitely important, but I think that it's really, really uh, predicated on what type of meshing that the guards are going to do and the and the, the, the role players, so to speak, if, if people are buy-in and just be a good team and make sure that they put a good team out there. I think that we have a good as chance as any. But, again, uh, the factors that we talked about last week is that uh, a lot of teams, international teams that we are playing, have played together for a couple of years, and so they have contact continuity and and they kind of know who to go to in particular situations and uh, maybe coaching and all that type of thing. We're talking about uh, taking all of our players and putting them in a mix and and hoping that they'll gel together without ego and, and, and any other type of things that might be going along with that. Well, now, on a different uh, sport and subject, a feel-good story, uh, Josh Hamilton, and for those of you out there who may not know Josh Hamilton, he is now an all-star for the Texas Rangers. He's a center fielder, but Josh's biggest hurdle has been off the field. He was a peel alcoholic and a crack addict. He went in for eight treatments and finally, finally has overcome, and, and I use that word not lightly because it is a lifelong addiction that he'll be having to face, but, I mean, he is playing some fantastic baseball and really hearts and hats go off to Josh Hamilton as, as he is an all-star this year and will be in the uh, home run derby whistle. Well, uh, again, good for him. First and foremost, for turning his life around, um, we all know how difficult it is to to just be a regular person and, and live your regular life, let alone uh, drop a little fame on you and a little bit of money in your bank 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 book and bank uh, bank account. Uh, but again, uh, 
I got to give a guy a lot of credit. Uh, this is something that we all have a family member or something that go through. And I, and if you don't, uh, you probably really don't understand how tough it is to get over something that becomes a, a part of your life. So again, I, I give him credit for turning the baseball and God as as his saviors in terms of uh, turning his life around. Uh, he talked a lot about God and a lot about um, that being uh, the deciding thing in his play and the way he focuses on his life now. So, hey, a lot of people can learn from that, and he is obviously out here for a reason. You know, he was in Cincinnati last year, Whistle, and, and I was reading an article on him, and it was saying that uh, in the in the what do they call it there the Doug the Doug House the the where every clubhouse, that's the word I'm, I'm looking right. for, where all the players gather and they're able to relax before the game and all that type of stuff, that he would hear actually guys on his team making comments like he's getting too many autograph requests and things like this because of the feel-good story that it is to see him, you know, come back. And we were talking on the show earlier about, you know, things in your life that, you know, maybe not appreciated. But this is something that I, I truly think that, you have to look at, and as a fan of life, as a fan of baseball, you truly have to appreciate. And I hope everybody turns into the All Star Game, which I believe is this weekend. And uh, Josh Hamilton, and it's unfortunate that sometimes you run into your peers that do stuff like that. But you know what? It didn't deter him, Wizzle. And he, I mean, he's producing uh, even greater numbers than he did last year. Uh, without a doubt. And again, uh, more proof in our face that you can't please everybody. Um, Again, we're talking about a guy who's facing his own personal addictions, uh, his own personal battles and hurdles, uh, willing to grab a mic, so to speak. And, and with that being said, I'm just referring to talk about his problem and not con- uh, keep it concealed because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to open up your closet and expose yourself and open your coat, so to speak, and, and let everybody know that this is some of the things that are going on with me and my problems, and I've seem to uh, uh, address them right now, and it's, I think that I got a hold of them, and, and you shouldn't be ashamed because you can be successful with whatever you have going on in your life. And so, uh, again, you can't please everybody, and, and some of the people that are around him, uh, again, they probably don't have that type of problem uh, right now in their lives or in their families or it haven't surfaced. But uh, the fact of the matter is that drug addiction, uh, that drugs and alcohol and any type of addiction, gambling, um, you name it, is a big problem in the United States and uh, in the world. And and, and the more people come out and talk about it, the better. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a story here that uh, we're going to have to follow closely. And moving on is Bruce Bowen. And you know Bruce Bowen. He's the forward for the San Antonio Spurs. He is suing a company for $400 million because of a cartoon character. And this cartoon character is a dog, and it is in his likeness. Now, I'm not sure what dog that is. What what dog would you say Bruce Bowen kind of resembles, Wizzle? Wow, that's kind of weird. Picture <laughs> the dog. Um <laughs> I, you know well, he what, says so- that he says that they took his likeness and they and he they used it as a dog in a cartoon, 
and he is suing for $400 million. I guess it is very big time. I, I don't know the name of the particular dog, but uh, it's not Scooby-Doo, I'm sure, because he, uh, he doesn't remind me of Scooby-Doo. But maybe there's a dog out there that Bruce, I, I just wanted to, to hear who you might compare uh, Bruce Bowen to as a, as a pup. That's very, very interesting. I'm going to have to do my research a bit more on that and as far as cartoon-wise and, and, and figure it out because I, I have a couple in mind, and those dogs that I see are, the, you know, the, the bloodhound, Scooby-Doo-looking cartoon dog with really high, the arched eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like the, I don't know which way did he go look. <laughs> All right, Wizzle, as always, we love your insight into the world of sports. And until next week, we will see you same time, same place. Bruce, get a boom! <laughs> oh, my God, did you hear that? No, dude, he, Wizzle, is, he's always, he, that's the character. He's that's the Wizzle. Right. That's right, and we're moving to our beauty and fashion, you guys. And in our tip segment today, we have nail polish ladies the summer is here and anybody who's anybody want to be here no <laughs> the <laughs> summer is here and we want to look to we want you to tell you right now that they have some awesome 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 polishes in an assortment of neutral colors and i would recommend using opi that is the preferred nail polish to use it wears very well it doesn't chip now if you're like me and you're really really busy all the time and you don't have time to just continuously go twice a week or you know, three times a month to get manicures and pedicures, you want something that wears well and wears for a long time. And I would recommend neutral colors because the neutral colors look better and they go with everything. If you go with a bright color or a trendy color, maybe something, you know, real, real bright orange or something like that, you will find in a couple of days those deep, deep colored ones, for some reason they chip, and when they chip, they look really bad. When you go with neutral colors, if they do happen to chip, it's not as noticeable. So my recommendation for my first tip this week would be nail polish and try to pick up OPI. OPI. I, li- I like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go right into sports coats. And then when I when I say sports coats, you know, it's kind of a uh, sports coat with jeans look. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing out there sometimes is I'm seeing suit coats with jeans and i'm not saying suit coats i'm saying sports coats and when i say a sport coat what i mean is you need vents on the back of that sports coat fellas if it's a single vent if it's a double vent just don't go grab one of your suits leave the jeans on the hanger i mean leave the slacks on the hanger and put it on find yourself a sports coat with some vents on it i think you'll like it it casualizes everything Oh, most definitely. I would have to agree with you, baby. And then my third, or my second, actually, our third tip would be, which would you want me to, do you want me to give it to him, honey, or you want to give it to him? Uh, you got it. You got it. Okay. Organizers, you guys. And the reason I say that is they are one of the most important items to make sure you have in your purse or in your bag or whatever. Like I carry a purse. My husband carries a bag, a necessities bag. I wouldn't call it a purse at all, but men do need to have a necessities bag in there. Might house his computer and a lot of his business. Man purse. That he, that he uses. And, yes, yeah, some people call it a man purse, but um, it is a fabulous thing to have, and you can keep all your stuff in one place. And it will be the difference between sanity and chaos. And I really thought this through before I wanted to share that with you guys. Sanity would be being able to open it up and make your list and be able to find phone numbers. And if you're out paying bills, be able to find your account numbers and different things like that. If, if you put them in there, of course, secretly code them, of course. 
but you can stay in control that way. Otherwise, it's chaos. You have 15 different items all around, pieces of paper that I tend to make notes on sometimes can get left at home or misplaced or thrown away. But if you have an organizer, all of your stuff can be inside of that. And I have one that I've had for about four years. It's breaking apart now, so I do need to go get a new one. Hint, hint. Uh, um, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I do have one that I need to get a new one. And um, so I can start putting things in there. I have phone numbers in there, pictures, all kinds of stuff, because they have little pockets in them. But I would definitely say that you do need to get one. And also, the reason that this ties into beauty and fashion is because the more you're relaxed and calm and, you know, organized, you will look better. So there it is in beauty. And then as far as the fashion part of it is it's a nice way to help out your overall appearance. You know, your whole program is right. you got some nice Adidas on, shell toes, and some <laughs> nice jeans. And then you rock in the polo sweater or just a nice shirt or top. And if it's a lady, you know, you got your pumps and your skirt and your jacket. And then you got an organizer. It's just a well, you know, finalized piece to put into your uh, whole program. And that's what I have to offer. I, I agree, and then for the guys, get yourself a journal or something because oh, yeah. my wife is organized, so she's speaking from knowledge, you guys. And for myself, I'm going to go with beauty on this one, and I'm going to say a loofah, and a loofah is like a, uh, what would you call it, baby? It, it was alive once. It, it's a sponge, but it's a little bit rougher, and it's for your skin. You scrub your skin, and for guys, you know, some guys are hairier than other guys, but you want to get that dead skin off. A wash rag isn't always going to do it, although it is good. You get yourself a loofah, soap it up, and get some of that dead skin off. It'll help with, uh, you know, breakouts of your skin and different stuff like that because you're just letting your skin breathe once you scrub it with a loofah. So, guys, go out and check out a loofah. Sometimes they even have them in gloves now where you put the gloves on and you can scrub yourself that way. But I would go with a natural and not just the synthetic myself. Oh, most definitely. I would have to have to definitely add in there that same thing. And I know we enjoy giving you guys little ideas and tips and by no means think that we're trying to tell you what to buy or what to do or anything. We're just merely sharing some ideas and things that we have and that we live by. And I want to give you guys a little bonus, honey. Um, remember we talked about doing a show once before that would be um, for tall guys and stuff. We would give them some websites and stuff. Let's mm -hmm. try to do that next show for sure. So okay. we'll tell them now that they can look forward to that because we got some emails um, that is asking, are you guys going to do that show on where to find things for big and tall or just tall guys? One thing that I can say right now is what's your favorite store, honey, when you're looking for something for a tall man? Rochester's Big and Tall always. They have good stuff there, I will tell you that. They have quality stuff. If you're looking for Polo Zania, Emilio Zania, that is, and these are some Italian makers that, you know, really quality clothes and, you know, stuff that you usually find at your Nordstrom's and your Macy's and your Neiman Marcus that, you know, for littler guys there at those stores, well, you can go to Neiman Marcus, I mean, excuse me, you can go to Rochester's Big and Tall, and you're going to find those same type of stuff just for bigger guys, all the way up to four or five extra tall, big, and, uh, you know, cashmere, you'll find it all, Rochester's Big and Tall, in a city near you, no question. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. That sounds like our daughter, honey. Oh, that is beautiful. That is her. Shanty. <laughs> that would be Shanty, everybody. Definitely. And then um, we will be happy to take you guys into a segment that we really, really love. And we're going to do it a little different this time. We are going to um, go ahead and start this segment off with 
something that I think we all need. And this is one of our artists. His name is Bobby Tinsley, and we want to share a little bit with you. Um, we might have already done so, but we're getting a lot of requests to play it again. You can find it. You can go to John Raffire records.com that's j-e-a-n-r-a-h-f-y-a records r-e-c-o-r-d-s dot com and you can click on bobby tinsley or you can see shanny there or you can see our other group small change but these are um, artists on our label and bobby is fabulous and fantastic he has that real laid-back sound um if you like brian mcknight john b um, Kenny G, all those type of sounds, he fits right in there. But um, we wanted to share a little something special with you from him today, and then we'll jump right into our next segment. And this would be called, you want to um, announce it, babe? This song? What about Bob? Uh, 
You know what I, I, I've got to say on this one is, is what I don't do is I don't judge my buddies because they're on their own time frame. I found what I wanted. I'm happy with what I have and my wife and my relationship and what we're doing. And the fact that they're still lurk, looking, everybody learns at their own pace. You know, the teacher comes at, at a time in someone's life when they are ready for it, and maybe they're not ready, by, but by any means there is no missing out uh, in, in what's out there, what's inside of here. Uh, in my <laughs> regard, and this is just my opinion, tops anything that's out there. So the answer to that would be by no means, David <laughs> from Los Angeles, California. I see your name down there. No, I do not miss out at all. Oh, thank you, honey. Baby, and, and number two, we have a question for you, and this comes mm-hmm. from Georgette in New York, and she says, Jackie, what are your three, that is three, biggest pet peeves? Aha, remember I told you guys early in the show we were going to talk about pet peeves? Okay. One of my pet peeves is to be lied to or on, and that's one because, I cannot stand that, and I think that it's really just not right at all. And I don't condone um, making up stories about someone and putting it out on the Internet and sending around emails and trivial little silly games like that. If you're going to lie on a couple, such as myself and my husband, or put out rumors about us, at least put out some stuff about HIV and AIDS and how it is an epidemic in the African-American community. Put out the fact that, you know, this country's in turmoil at the same time as you put that rumor out in the bottom of the email or before you even start to lie. Why don't you put in there some true facts, some things that's happening that all these folks that you're reaching, you know, through your efforts to try and defame us, that you're, you're reaching these people and you're letting them be aware of all the stuff that's really true and really going on. What about the children that die in child abuse every day? You know, it's three to four children every day that get killed in child abuse. I mean, there's so many things that you could sit up and email and viral, you know, text people with then to do that. So that's one of my biggest pet peeves is please don't lie on us. And my next pet peeve is to not be able to help some or to try to help someone and they don't then help themselves. There's an old saying that God helps those who help themselves. And when we reach out to people and we try to offer them assistance, and I would say that in a lot of different professional areas mainly, and they tend, and the people aren't appreciative or they take it and they turn it into a bad instead of a good because it's all about spreading love and spreading good throughout the world. And that's our model and that's what we try to do. So that's my other pet peeve is please don't step in the place of someone else that really will appreciate the help and do something good with it and go out and help others. Don't step in that place and pretend to be one person and you're not. So that's my second one. And then my third one is having pet peeves at all. I don't think that I should have any. I think that I should be just, you know, living in a field with daisy, you know, daisies and flowers and roses, and all of us should, and this world should be a better place. So my other pet peeve is the fact that I have to have pet peeves in the first place. So that's where I'm at, and I'm really, really, really just not going to talk any more about it, you guys. <laughs> Honey, and the next one, we'll move down to the last and final question in today's show, and that would be for my husband. And that's, or both of us, actually. It says, Doug and Jackie, are you planning to adopt like all the other celebrity couples? And this is Louise from Hawaii. And I would just like to say, although adoption is a very special act in humanity and something we would love to be able to do, we will not be able to do that at this time due to a lot of other things that we are already doing. 
We do, however, encourage people, we encourage you guys out there, if you are in a position to be able to adopt, you don't have a house full of monsters already like we do, then please go out and adopt because it will help another child or, you know, you can even adopt teenagers I hear nowadays. You know, everybody needs love, everybody needs help, but we do encourage you to do that. And, you know, we, me and my husband have the calling in our life, and it will indeed take us around the world, and we will be going around in an effort to help as many people and causes as we possibly can, but we're only two people. And, you know, we just, we're not in a position to, to adopt. So, honey, would you agree with me? Oh, no question. I, I mean, uh, adoption, I, I believe, is, is a beautiful thing, That's and right. it, it can help out children, and Lord knows there are so many out there that can use uh, a beautiful and good home. But when you've been blessed uh, with the children, three of them that we have, and they keep our hands full, I will say that to the fullest. And you think sometimes, is there enough love just to to go Mm -hmm. around? But, you know, then you look at people who've raised 16 and 15 and 10 children, and you just really, really respect them. But adoption for us, I just personally don't think is, is in the cards at this particular time. Not at all, and I, you know, once again, you guys, we wanna, we definitely wanna thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, goodbye, our friends, peace, respect. Oh,